Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We had decided that when we next bought a car, it would be a hybrid. However, we heard Steve West interviewed on Radio New Zealand and he had an electric car and was setting up a charging network around New Zealand. We decided then that what was the point of buying a hybrid which used petrol to charge a battery when you could plug it into the wall to charge the battery. So I bought an electric car um, as a replacement for my 15-year-old Honda Civic. Uh, I don't normally enjoy buying um, a replacement car, but this was the most interesting I've ever had, the experience I've ever had in buying another car. I bought it because um, of the environmental um, credentials, the fact that it was uh, not polluting and uh, not using fossil fuels. I liked the fact that it was new technology. Um, it's cost effective in the long term, um, so I liked the economics of it, although short term um, a higher price than a conventional vehicle. It's ideal for me as a, as a city car for use every day and getting to and from work. Feels great to drive. Um, really, really like the whole concept of electric vehicles. Only wish the government would um, promote them as it says it will, but doesn't uh, actually do anything. Like these two new electric vehicle owners, I recently decided to join about a thousand New Zealanders who now drive a fully electric car, despite issues like range anxiety and the lack of fast charging stations. We bought a second-hand imported Nissan Leaf, which is perfect for making our daily 50-kilometre commute emissions-free. Well, I think firstly it's environmental. So there's been a lot of commentary for years now about climate change and Owning an electric vehicle and driving there is a way to be part of the solution rather than the problem. And I think once you have uh, looked into them and ridden them, you'll find there's a whole lot of other benefits as well. Sigurd Magnusson is an EV enthusiast, and he was part of this month's Leading the Charge electric car road trip from Cape Ranger to Bluff. I was very intrigued by the environmental aspect because, of course, there's no CO2 emissions coming out of the car. Uh, but for me, it was really taking a test drive. When I did that, I felt very comfortable in understanding that the car was a proper car. In fact, it's better than a, an ordinary car. Still, there is range anxiety, and especially when you're driving a, a Leaf, you do need to think about how you're going to get recharged. Yeah, so I mean, I leave home every day with over 100 k's of range, and, and so that's ordinarily plenty. And I think, you know, it's worth pointing out that most New Zealanders are only driving perhaps a third of that in a day. Uh, but also realise that within a few years, that's not going to be a big issue. It's just like other technologies, they'll advance. And, you know, the other end of the spectrum, you know, the Tesla already does over 400 k's range. And that's really just a case of price. So those prices will come down and we'll be able to have affordable long-range battery vehicles soon. At the moment... There's one fast recharge station in Wellington. Mm -hmm. There's probably some in the major centres, but that's about it at this yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. So we're really at the beginning of the whole fast charger network. 
Um, I mean, we've got two million slow chargers. That's all of our homes. But clearly, for people who live in apartments or you know going up and down the country, they need other options. But I would expect, you know, by the end of this year, a large number of main highways and what have you will have enough uh, fast chargers to be able to have some longer, you know, routes available to even the humble Nissan Leaf. You've just arrived in the capital mm. as part of a long road trip. So tell me a bit about that. How yeah. how many stops did you have to have? Well, really, we only needed about three or four because we are generally driving Teslas and the plug-in hybrids, which also can rely on petrol. But, of course, we're stopping, you know, almost every 100 k's because we want to get out there and show New Zealanders uh, the benefits of electric vehicles, and we want people to be able to ride in them and see them. What do you see as the main barriers in New Zealand? Is it the lack of charging stations, or is it something else? No, I mean, I think there's a preliminary barrier, which is just awareness. People don't know they exist. And so once people know they exist, they'll start asking questions and wanting to see them and all the rest of it. So I think there's just an education piece to begin with. Um, But then when someone is aware of and interested in buying an electric vehicle, I guess the barrier from them proceeding, I would say, is, is actually a lot about price. You know, the upfront price is going to put some people off. And I think people who are thinking about that need to bear in mind that they'll be saving a few thousand dollars on petrol every year. And and just to kind of look at that longer-term picture, because it's quite compelling when you do look at it like that. The price range at the moment starts at about 20000 for a first-generation second-hand leaf. That That's would correct. be the lower end. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the top end is... <laughs> you yeah, can I mean, go as top, far as you want. The top end is sort of a little over 200 grand. yeah. Will those prices come down as well? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if the prices will come down so much as what you can get for the price improves, you know. Um, so, you know, for example, the Tesla Model 3 has come in and kind of produced this mid-market point where for maybe fifty or $60,000, you can get the range that is three times the Nissan Leaf that I owned. And bear in mind that that price I just mentioned is around about what the Nissan Leaf first cost when it came into the New Zealand market a few years ago. So... Uh, I think it's, you know, a bit like computers and other things, you know, every year the sort of the specs and the performance and all the rest of it come through. And I think the key thing that's going to happen is the battery prices come down. What about the supply to New Zealand, though? Nissan has just pulled out of supplying new vehicles, so you can still get a second-hand Japanese import, but not new ones, which kind of slows down the transition or the switch for corporate fleets, for example. Not so much private ownership, but... Mm, It's a bit tricky. I mean, obviously, there are now more Nissan Leafs available for sale than there ever have been. But as you say, they are used and they're imported. Um, Part of that is that if you import a vehicle from a foreign market such as the UK or Japan, there's actually domestic subsidies there that you can then bear the the benefit of. So that kind of makes it hard for Nissan New Zealand to compete. Um, But you're right. I mean, I think if a fleet owner is looking, they're, they're used to spending money on a car that is new. And if the Nissan Leaf is not available new, well, then that means they need to start thinking about, well, is it possible to lease a vehicle that has had five or 10,000 Ks on it? And, of course, there are other models out there. Renault have just brought out their Zoe, uh, for example. And I think with Tesla announcing a couple of weeks ago that they're coming into the market, uh, having, I guess, that product leader, you could say, will then create a bit more of an environment that other you know, auto companies will look more favourably at New Zealand. I came to look at them because my son has one, so I know about them. 
and I think it would be fantastic to have one myself because I need a new car. Well, I don't know really if I'd be buying one this year, but it's, it's definitely something that I think everybody should be looking at seriously, getting into this sort of stuff. I mean, the way that oil is going for the future. Yeah. So is, is it a price consideration for you or an environmental consideration? Uh, more environmental consideration. I think you should be willing to pay more for an electric car at the rate of technology that it is today if it's not that cheap because of uh, demand, I mean, as it you know, increases, then it will definitely uh, drop in price. But the first people to, to buy these sort of cars are, are going to have to pay a little bit more. And I think they should should accept that and get into it. Yeah. So you are considering it reasonably seriously? Yeah, yeah, I definitely get behind that, especially this Tesla here. <laughs> yeah, well, that is a price, yeah. price take on that. Yeah, it is. Are you considering one at all? Or no, you... not at this stage, no. I keep an eye on it, though. So it might be something for the future? Oh, sure. It's obviously a way to go. What would be your motivation? Oh, just, um, just the economy and, um, uh, you know, and for the environment as well. I'm driving BMW's i3, which and they have lenses for the trip. And having fun? Oh, I'm loving every minute of it. I don't want to give it back. <laughs> so would you, if you could, would you consider Having an electric I would. vehicle? I would. I'm saving my pennies. Is there anything that would need to happen that would make it easier? Or that could happen that would make it easier for you? Incentives would help, like just lowering the cost, something, a way of lowering the costs to make it easier for new buyers to get in. The price is a bit of a barrier at the moment. Yeah. But the driving of them is fun? The driving of them. Once you get in it, you don't want to give your keys back. I have a petrol car at home and I thought it was nippy and I got back in it after driving some of these around and it's really not. It's really not. <laughs> so you've arrived on a Segway for the EV It's my <laughs> latest trip. electric vehicle, yes. <laughs> what, what do you drive? What well, do you I got? drive. Yeah. So um, Lolgas is my Tesla mm-hmm. and it's a Tesla P85 Plus. I've had it for about 18 months now. Mm-hmm. And the motivation to get it in the first place? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it, I, I love electric cars, and it, at the time, 18 months ago, it was the best one you could buy, so that's what I got. Uh, and then, of course, Tesla went and announced the dual motor option, which meant I had to buy another one. So that was my third Tesla, actually. I also have the only Roadster, Tesla Roadster in New Zealand. Auckland-based software developer Steve West has been travelling the country in his new Tesla in support of electric vehicles, and he's putting in fast charging stations throughout the country. We have opened 15 stations already, and we're opening another three this month. So uh, on average, about three stations a month are being opened, and we rely on partners, business uh, businesses that retail like the warehouse group, like foodstuffs, like Z Energy, to host the stations. And they're happy to do that because it brings people in, into their premises. So we've installed a station here on Vivian Street at the Z Energy site and on Hutt Road in Petoni and three Auckland locations at Z Energy petrol stations. And we've also recently opened one in Christchurch at the Z Energy there. One of our very first stations was at the warehouse in Albany, so on the north shore of Auckland. What's your goal? I mean, do you have a time frame and a number of stations that you want to roll out? Yes, the 
goal is 100 stations over a three-year period, and we're halfway through the first year since we've got the 15 stations in already. There's a map on our website, charge.net.nz, and it shows exactly where we're putting them, Um, but it's basically every 60 to 80 kilometres on every highway all over New Zealand. Do you think that's going to be enough to make the switch? We're very lucky in New Zealand that we have so much renewable electricity generation. If you compare us to Australia, they burn about 90% coal. And so there are really no environmental advantages to driving an electric car there. Um, And the Teslas have been proving to be quite popular there, but because they're grunty and they like to um, beat V8s off the line. But for New Zealand, we do have that advantage. Our electricity on a global scale is relatively cheap um, and certainly a quarter the price of petrol to drive 100 k's versus the, the fleet average. So there are immediate economic advantages, both at a microeconomic level, that individually you save money on petrol every single week, um, and then to the country as a whole by not having to import fossil fuels. That means we're no longer then subject to the, the oil market that seems to have a mind of its own. It goes up and it goes down and who knows what it's going to do next. And right now we're dependent so much on foreign oil and I would like to see us being completely free of foreign oil. And that's, I mean, that's an audacious kind of goal, but I think we can do it but only if we adopt electric vehicles en masse. And so for fleets, corporate fleets as well corporate as... Corporate fleets. So, I mean, yeah, we could do with some incentives to corporate fleets, but I think the, the real numbers are at an individual level. It has to be at, to your advantage as an individual, as a family, to buy an electric car and drive it. And right now it's sort of hanging in the balance where you have to probably be a believer, you have to be a, a bit passionate about it to want to do that. But as time goes on, it's obvious that the technology gets better and better, that the batteries get cheaper and cheaper, and we're going to pass that tipping point where electric vehicles are cheaper and better, and so then it'll just be a no-brainer. So very soon, I think, and then just in the next four or five years, I think we're going to see that tip over, and all of a sudden, everyone will want to buy an electric car. Yeah, so that's the future we're preparing for.